Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 501 of the JV Club with my wonderful guest, Kristen Conger. She is the host of Unladylike. You may also remember her from Stuff Your Mom Never Told You. She is an absolute delight and a joy. As I'm recording this intro, I am, of course, into my final week at SF Sketchfest up here in San Francisco. Have already seen some wonderful, friendly podcast, Max Fun, and other faces, and it's been such a joy to be back. Exhausting? You bet. But definitely very, very cool to be back in the city doing the festival I love with my wonderful, wonderful uh, partners and staff and performers that I love. So hope everyone's doing well, and enjoy this episode with a very awesome Kristen. Well, I just need like a 15-minute nap here on the <laughs> podcast, and then we will be uh, just fine. I am uh, so sorry. Listen, it is no problem at all. It's reassuring always to know that I am not the only podcaster who encounters audio ghouls and goblins along the way. So <laughs> Yeah, it's so easy to get a little cocky and be like... I mean, I think I know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) And it turned out I have no idea how to troubleshoot this. And I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything that that like, like reverts me to childhood, like whimpering faster Mm. than technology. Yes. Like the, the sense of hopeless helplessness is so fast. It's like, I don't I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? It's very, very immature. It's a very immature childlike reaction. But like, it's very, and then it's, it's legit whimpering. It's like, <laughs> but, but I, I, yeah, I can't, there, there's nothing else I can think of off the top of my head that will make me as an adult in front of other adults yeah. feel the urge to maybe cry. <laughs> you know, out of that sense of helplessness. It's awful. I um it's awful. Maybe like a month or so ago, I was unexpectedly in a Zoom meeting for long story short, a an abominable freelance job that has nothing <laughs> to do with podcasting. Um uh-huh. that I had to pop in on and they made me share my screen and like lead the meeting and I was not expecting oh, that. Yeah. And yeah. it threw me off so much. And to oh, then see all of these faces sitting around a conference table watching me <laughs> try to like <laughs> vamp as I as I'm like, Zoom, wouldn't you wouldn't you think I'd know how to do that? You know, like doing weird bits and they're like, What yeah. is what is it? This yeah. is a disaster. were you forgiving of yourself in the end to be like i mean i didn't want that i mean nobody uh, wants to look it sucks to look bad or to think perceive yourself as looking bad because as you've just established this happens to everyone so (laughs) it's not like however they were behaving around that conference table i guarantee you what's happened to each and every one of those people absolutely they were just relieved that they weren't in charge you know what i mean yeah but yeah and I, but at least it was something you were like. You weren't like these people are going to make my life. Like this is my dream job. Absolutely. I mean, that's the fun of low stakes job environments. Sometimes where it's like, listen, 
No shame. I gave them a little entertainment, hopefully. They're like, yes, she's not right for this job. (laughs) Let's let's go. So, um, yeah. And you're like, I got it. I start. It's full time, temporary (laughs) full time freelance for six months. That's right. That's the twist. That's Mm -hmm. the twist. And I've actually got some business cards to mail you, Janet, after this. Wonderful. (laughs) I think one is probably fine. No, no, I've got a stack. Got a stack ready to go. Do you have business cards? You know what? I do. And or have you had business cards? Okay. okay. I I possess business cards. Mm-hmm. They're not recent, but... Same. Like, the email is right. I could still give people sure. my business cards. Yeah. yeah. But no, I feel... Is it passe to even... Like, I usually I don't, don't have I mean, one yeah. on me unless I'm yeah. at something where that might happen and I never am. Yeah. But I got a lot of business cards sitting around. I got to start using. I have Sketchfest business cards, and I I'm gonna bring a bunch of them to the festival, and I'm just gonna give them out to everyone. I think it could, it could be. You I know, need to you, get rid of these. I need to get rid of these. I need to get rid of these. And you can, you know, maybe bring back business cards. You can start a trend. Maybe you're right. What do your business cards say? Okay, so I actually really like these business cards. They were very well designed. The original mm-hmm. unladylike logo is yes. There you go. An emoji like middle finger. And so the back of the business card, you see like the middle finger. So it was always fun to hand them out, particularly to older women, I will say, who are like, ooh, ooh, like always get a little, like get a thrill, Uh you know, out of seeing the middle finger. Yeah, yeah, they get a buzz. Yeah, Yeah. it's a nice like litmus test. So those I enjoyed handing out, but I, I didn't, I guess I didn't need to own you know buy like 500 of them i know that's how, that's how they get you that's how they get you we have to we have to that's buy right. a lot of them for people who don't know will you tell people about unladylike i just realized i'm getting better in my life about realizing that n- people may not know what i'm talking about <laughs> well let's see i i feel like i still stumble through explaining what the show is, and I, I feel like I should be better at that since Unladylike is. Let's see if I can do this. Unladylike is. Could you share your screen with me, please? I'd love to turn oh this into gosh. a presentation. <laughs> please go on. My cortisol just shot through the roof. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Not even as a joke. I'm so sorry. I should have put you through that. Oh, that's oh. amazing. Um, Unladylike is a feminist lifestyle podcast, and I call it that because it is a feminist podcast. It always gets put in lifestyle categories. So even though it is oh. more than what you might typically think of as like a lifestyle podcast, like I'm not, yeah, you know, talking necessarily about. Um, I don't know, whatever you'd find in the lifestyle pages. Uh, it could get <laughs> like, a little more serious. Like caloric intake? I don't know why that's where my head immediately went. Immediately. And I'm not, yes. I'm not a calorie counter, but that's like, I just quickly accidentally put it into that. <laughs> and yeah, I've been hosting it for four years now. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. It creeps up, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. Yeah. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And did you bop around? Because I have a lot of people who did a lot of moving around, so I never want to assume. I really wish that I could say I bopped around. I didn't bop mm-hmm. around as much as I expected. So I grew up in Athens, Georgia, nice. home of the apparently national championship Bulldog football team. 
Amazing. All I could think was Indigo Girls and R.E.M. Go on. I was about to say, and also home of R.E.M. <laughs> um, <laughs> I moved to Atlanta after I graduated college, um, and somehow I have not left. I love Atlanta, so I don't blame you. Yeah, Atlanta's great, but it's also... I've only been in one state, Janet. That doesn't seem yeah. right. I know it's hard. I mean, there. I have when I talk to Los Angelinos who've never left Los Angeles, I have the same response. I'm like, well, yeah, but I mean, you don't you don't really have to. If you had the, you know, if you happen to already be in a place that it totally makes sense to live, then you know, you know, like wh- why why broke it broke it if it ain't fix it. Oof, that's not what that's not <laughs> exactly. At all. Just not even. But do you have the desire? You say that like. It like is is there a, a a desire to maybe at some point do that or are you just saying that because you th- you think other people might be like huh only ever lived in Georgia okay I think it's a bit of both of just like yes the kind of projection of like oh my gosh like it'll just how how unadventurous is that to say like well where have I lived let's see oh there was Athens and and Atlanta and. And Athens. <laughs> and not that I haven't traveled. I mean, listeners, I do feel like I should clarify. I have left the state, you know, just no. not, not changed residences. Um, so there's definitely a part of me that, you know, just feels the need to, at the very least, challenge myself on, like, seeing what life is like in a brand new place. It also means, though... I would have to uproot my spouse, my husband, and my dog. Yeah. You know, the dog is going to be the hardest. You know, he's picky. Always is. (laughs) Always is. A lot of dogs run away. (laughs) A lot of dogs run away. They just run back to wherever it was that they lived before. It's a beautiful journey. They make movies about this. (laughs) Did you? And so you went to high school in Athens? Yes, I did. I went to high school and I went to UGA and... I was actually thinking about it the other day for at least the first few weeks of my freshman year in college at UGA. I thought I was very like unique to be from Athens. I was like, Uh um, like literally in one of those, (laughs) one of those classic icebreakers in the classroom, the teacher asked everybody to say their name and an interesting fact about ourselves. <laughs> and I kid you not, the fact about this. myself that I was pumped to share <laughs> was, hey, well, uh, yeah, my name is Kristen Conger. And um, interesting fact about me is I'm actually born and raised <laughs> in <laughs> Athens. Like, I've lived here my whole life. <laughs> And when I tell you the confused stares (laughs) I got, (laughs) oh, wow, it was a moment. That's lovely. Were there a lot of other people in that classroom who could who could make that same claim? Probably not. (laughs) I think you were super justified in that case. Yeah, exactly. And also, I do feel like I've been in. I mean, I think people in Los Angeles do that when I. I can speak from experience that when I interview somebody who I don't know, who I didn't already know was from Los Angeles, I think they present it exactly the same way that you just presented that. They're like, Mm -hmm. weirdly, (laughs) I'm from Los Angeles. You know what I mean? So Uh it's like, 
okay, then, then and then and I respond. I'm like, oh, a lost, oh, a native. So, Uh-oh. you know, I think you were, I think you were in the pocket on that one. I don't think of anything to be embarrassed about. I think you should have been pumped, and and I totally support it. Um, what is the vibe of Athens like? Is it does when you say like REMs from Athens, does that help? a true you know what I'm saying like do you feel like that's a good way of explaining you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm, are you mm-hmm. like yeah in a way like whatever you think when I say the REM is from Athens that is kind of what Athens is like yes yes it is um that's the the slice of Athens or the side of Athens that I was very drawn to when I got later in high school, finally found some friends, um, and we weren't invited to parties with people our own age, i.e. our classmates. Um, (laughs) uh, We were able to go downtown and also, like, there was a music scene, an established music scene there. Like, no, R.E.M. wasn't... (laughs) Uh, I missed R.E.M. uh, when they were playing live there, Uh but... uh, Uh But there was still like a a big music scene for weirdos, so yeah, I was able to find a little a little space. Um, and in fact, my I'll tell you what this is a podcast exclusive. Uh oh, I need um, some special music. Do not wee, have that. Fun fact about my very first kiss, which was, uh, you know, um, I was a late bloomer. He went to UGA and moved there specifically because REM was in Athens or had been in Athens. Mm -hmm. And I was Mm -hmm. like, whoa. And he gave me some REM books at one point that I never read. Oh, books. Books. Yeah. Like biography of REM. It wasn't as, I wouldn't even (laughs) like um, dignify it with the term biography. As I remember it, it was one of almost like. Like a Tiger Beat magazine, but it's a book about R.E.M. You're so welcome. Yeah. He was a cool guy. I I can see that. I mean, I can definitely see that. One of my best friends in high school um, definitely had been a, you know, loved R.E.M., I'm trying to think of where R.E.M. was in their catalog when I was in high school. But uh, she definitely like my high school yearbook. You know, when you have like really close friends and they um, and I know that you did have some by the end of high school. uh, And I want to hear more about that. But when there's this sort of proprietary friendship where you're like, I'm going to go ahead and write as much as I want in your yearbook because we are very close friends. So she had like a whole page that was just R.E.M. lyrics. And I don't even think. That it was one song. I think it was like she just sort of picked and choose, choosed. She pick and chose like, you know, things that kind of ran well together as one long REM lyric poem. Um, and it was one of those bands that like I did not have that feeling about REM. I certainly didn't have a problem with REM. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're younger, I think especially for me in my experience, I'd love to hear from you if you feel this way as well. But like that that era of my life was the most people in my life taking ownership of a thing Mm. and like you figure out what yours is because that person has has created that with REM for her it was REM and then Pearl Jam was in there as well um and so you know and and so those were things that like I I I appreciated from a distance but I was never going to like dip heavily into it both because I didn't 
need to like because I didn't have those feelings but also because it was like almost like dating your friend's like boyfriend or girlfriend <laughs> you know what I mean where you're like well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna that's yours like yeah that's your band you know what I mean yeah. oh I when, when we're listening to them I'm listening to them with you we're not both listening to them <laughs> Very honorable about that. Does that ring true for you at all? Like, do you have that? I know you had it with a boyfriend that brought you REM books. Yes, yes. And I wasn't, I wasn't an REM fan because it wasn't like when I was in middle and high school, their music, like I I was just wanting like popular music. Like it wasn't, there wasn't, uh, I don't feel like it was still like cool necessarily at Mm -hmm. the time. I keep saying cool. Um, uh-huh. Side note. <laughs> so sorry. I'm the one with the podcast about high school. I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can say cool as much as you want. <laughs> so I made my two best friends who are still my best friends. They're like <laughs> two of the only friends who, you know, the friendships that survived like post high school in a meaningful sure. way. Yeah. Um, we all became friends in the 10th grade and I was like these two were already best friends and I mm. was coming on as the third. I was making it in effect a thruple, I guess. Mm-hmm. And some important context about me and my uh, adolescence and teenage years. I was homeschooled from second through eighth grade. So high okay. school was the first time I was really dipping Oof. my toe. Oh, you into... really got dropped into the stew. Ooh, and oh, that's a lot. Fortunately, I found Madeline and Nell, and they took me in. Um, <sighs> they were really fascinated with, in a, in a nice way, not in like a bullying kind of way. At least that I know yeah. of. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a surprise for you. Will you two come in oh, here, no. please? <laughs> We are going to clear the air. Oh, that would be so fun. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Now I've got nothing but disappointment oh. set up for you for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> um, so they were very fascinated by how little pop culture I'd been exposed to. Mm. Oh, because yeah, sure. On top of being a homeschooler, I was like one of those like 90s Christian homeschoolers where mm, mm-hmm. it, it was I lived in a desecularized zone. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. Mm-hmm. And I had to do a lot of a lot of yes anding mm-hmm. in high school to just <laughs> pretend like I knew what the fuck everybody was talking about yeah, yeah. um and Wait, I, so how did your parents decide to to like was that nerve-wracking for them when it became when it was like oh now Kristen's gonna go it's like she's going out there she's going out there <laughs> I think that part of it is a blessing of birth order I'm the youngest of five and okay. there's also an age gap between me and the next my next up sibling so I think partly by the time they got down to me, they were yeah. like, well, <laughs> we're tired, you know. Yeah, yeah. She's the only That's one left at home. She's getting kind of mm-hmm. weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd actually been thinking about this recently of like, huh, I should ask my mom because I'm actually not entirely sure 
what started the conversation and what made it so what suddenly made it permissible, because also mm-hmm. it did breed a bit of uh, contention among my two older siblings who had to be homeschooled through high school. <laughs> so, okay, we're gonna take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. They can be anywhere, at your office, in your car, and they are wrong. My mom says that the gray house didn't exist, but she's wrong. He just does it wrong. Someone in your life is wrong about something. Something small, something weird, something vitally important. Only one person has the courage to tell them just how wrong they are. You know what you did was wrong, but your daughter is a liar who eats garbage. (laughs) (laughs) They call me Judge John Hodgman. Listen to me on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. If someone in your life is doing you wrong, don't just take it. Take it to court. Submit your case at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. So there was a age gap, but it wasn't so large that you were the only one living at home when you went off to high school. Right. Yeah. My next. So uh, So people were still witnessing it firsthand being like, huh, so you're going to go ahead and go off to high school now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, Kristen, homecoming. Got it. How was that? Yeah. Huh. Oh, she gets to to date? So so you had a sibling who was like a junior in high school but was still learning at home when you, you know what I'm saying? Like when you- Oh, 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 I see, I see. No, 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 no. Oh, sorry. I should have explained. Okay, because that would have really been extreme (laughs) if you left home to go to school and like your two years older sibling was like- well, I'll crack open my textbook here at home still. <laughs> like that seems like that seems very hard. That would have been that's um yeah, that that would that would have been even <laughs> crazier than <laughs> the the yeah. uh, existing arrangement. No, so uh my the next oldest sibling is 4 years older than I am. So Okay. Okay. She and my older brother both graduated from homeschool, high school. And right. there was homeschool, high school, homeschool, high school. And mm-hmm. I did, I think, sev- I guess seventh and eighth grade, maybe by myself at home. And I don't know if that was part of it. But yeah, I think they were like, eh, let's, let's let this one yeah. <laughs> go to school. <laughs> so. So they weren't. So there wasn't a sort of transitional period where they like you came home and they were like, so, like, are you being good or, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that was the most astonishing thing about it. And the thing that probably frustrated my siblings the most was how seamless it was. Because yeah. I want to say it was something that they pitched to me first and that yeah. I didn't have to, which is also shocking. Like, eighth grade Kristen, why weren't you actively petitioning yeah. to go yeah. to school, girl? Anyway, um, but we know what we know. I don't know. Yeah, like I, yeah. I always, you know, whenever I have a guest on who's like, and I actively blah, blah, blah in high school, I'm like, wow, I think I was really passive. Like, I think I, you know, whatever choices I were making feel so small compared to some things that that friends of mine that where they're like, I was just really unhappy at my school. And so, you know, we sw- I switched schools and I'm like, I was also really unhappy, but it never occurred. To me. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. sorts of things where you're like, wait, you can. 
XYZ. Like you could just yeah. drop out of a of a of a you know after school activity if you didn't like it. Like those sorts of things. I think for for me there was a degree of just sort of like don't 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 like going along, you know. Absolutely, and I like whatever and whatever that looked like it was like I'm don't 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 in school, and then I'm dropping acid outside of school. You know what I mean? Like that's the choice. The choice was like, ooh, I'm gonna expand my mind this way. So you took the fun choice. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, so all of this to say, big pop cultural gaps when I got to high school and circling back to the music conversation, I will forever be grateful and indebted yeah. to Nell and Madeline who one night, they basically gave me, it was my, I'm just now realizing this, it was my version of the teen movie kind of magical makeover montage, but instead, they kind of gave me like a very, very PG, um, safe for work, kind of secular makeover montage that involved taking me to this what did they call them then? Just music shops, CD stores, uh-huh. <laughs> a record store. And I think I guess we still said record store whether or not we were thinking of it in terms of buying records, right? I think. Like Amoeba. Yeah. Amoeba. Yeah, that's a record store. Yeah, I think I, I think it I sounds still cooler anyway. Store. And there I go yeah. again. Cooler. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we went to the record store and yeah. they made me buy the following three albums Weezer's Blue album okay oh sure standard yeah Elliot Smith's XO perfect teen angst yeah yeah for sure like wow deep feelings and then Liz Fair's Exile and Guyville I mean, this one, I don't, I mean, I have to say, stamp of approval on yes. the trio that they decided you needed to, like, you know, your primers. Your, yeah. Your, your primers. Like, okay, we're going to get you up to snuff. Here's what we're going to start with. We're going to start slow and easy. We're going to start with these three. And okay, listen. There, uh, you could be just fine. <laughs> Kristen, all you have are Christian ska CDs. You got to get uh-huh. rid of those. Okay, let's start <laughs> with that. Christian ska. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have not made a, a meaningful foray into all the different types of Christian music, but it's I'm always impressed at like how deep the deep it stretches out into other styles of music and stuff. Because in my mind, it's always like folk or like just kind of cheesy rock. But I I, I know that it goes into metal. I know I'm like I know that on a on a on a brain level, I understand on an intellectual level, I understand it. But like that doesn't mean that I've like heard it. And, and that's I've a good thing. I don't think I've heard any Christian ska. <laughs> you don't need to know the super tones. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Speaking of yes ending, like how are your what's your personal relationship like with religion when you're homeschooled? And does it change at all when you go into high school? Yes, I was extremely devout in elementary and middle school and I quit going to church in probably, I don't know, when I was 16 or 17. I also don't remember having to put up a fight for that one. And that one, Mm. credit to my younger self, I did advocate for. I remember just telling my parents that I no longer wanted to do it and it was stressful. So 
I just quit. Um, I think like by that point, I'd also proven myself to be a very dutiful student and everything Mm. like my Mm -hmm. my strategy for navigating what really felt like this kind of dual world of a very kind of fundamentalist, hyper sanitized space while still wanting when I leave the house to have like some kind of little teenage adventure and I never yeah like I I was constantly lying about what I was doing and who I was seeing as I got a little bit older and once I could drive and all of those things but I never did anything dangerous like Mm -hmm. it was all just kind of like I never wanted them I never wanted to give them any reason to suspect anything and potentially think that I was like going down some kind of devilish pathway right straight to hell yeah yeah I mean that's and I think that's a that's a a line that a lot of people find whether they are consciously doing that or not but like finding that sort of like an accidental compromise almost you know Mm -hmm. like well you're not you know I'm not going all the way into this realm so thus not super disrupting the stasis of like, it kind of looks like it did sort of, except for these major things have changed, but like not in a way that's going to rock the vote so much that you're going to really notice or like freak out about it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like always just kind of um, wanting to to sort of cover my tracks, I guess. But Cover my tracks. I mean that that does sound like you you there's the body's buried somewhere. <laughs> well, I didn't want to get into that. <laughs> I really had to cover my tracks on that one. I don't think anyone's I mean, gonna find uh, out. Really cover my tracks. <laughs> Most of it though was just like once once I started smoking weed, I was it was very safe. Like I was just that, and that's all I was doing. And yes, I was lying to my parents about what I was doing, but truly it involved like getting high outside and then finding the nearest sonic like what right yeah they should have been giving it to me what a safe night uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what a pleasant and safe evening yes it's true it's true okay the music is and, a little loud all right yeah yeah did i mean i remember when the one of my family's biggest concerns was that my ear that i was listening to music too loud or that like Everyone goes deaf now. Do you know? Everyone goes deaf. Oh, no. Where did that come from? Because everyone listens to things right in their ears. And I, I don't know. I think there's like there's like a slight deafness scare <laughs> from from people who are like, hey, I think I think headphones might be very bad. This might be very, a very bad. Like earbuds, forget it. Like oh, everybody's yeah. going to go deaf. And you know what? Probably we all are. We just yeah. don't realize it because we all are collectively as a culture turning everything up a little <laughs> bit louder. But we're all in it together. It's fine. Yeah. Noise yeah. is getting louder. It's fine. It's fine. Who needs um, to hear okay, it? So, <laughs> yeah. Who, who needs to hear it? Um, where does you said you were late bloomer? Mm-hmm. No shame in that. I would say a shockingly large, almost majority of people that I know from their teenage years were would call themselves late bloomers. Um, how did that express itself or not express itself in like crushes and, you know, like were, were there things like that happening? Because some people are just like that was kind of just that dial was just sort of turned all the way off or down mm-hmm. when I was in high school and then it got turned up later. Um, but for some people, it was like I wasn't doing anything 
But the dial was turned way up and I was just like sweaty, clammy hands mm-hmm. and fumbling, you know. Yes, my dial, so my dial was turned all the way up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And <laughs> nobody was a looking. <laughs> uh, sure, um, sure, sure, sure. And also I genuinely did not know how to talk to boys any yeah. kind of outside of extracurricular extra homeschool curricular activities yeah. i was doing were generally like sex segregated like i was on a girls soccer team i went to ballet class i wasn't i just wasn't interacting with boys except at church and that doesn't really count so yeah, yeah. Any time, like, there was a glimmer. There was such a glimmer the first mm, two, maybe three weeks of ninth grade when my eyes were wide open. I was so, I walked in with truly, like, just the Disney Channel kind of uh, high school dynamics, like, just expecting everything to go as I had seen it on TV, which meant I needed to be careful about who I was friends with. I didn't want to become, you know, branded as some kind of nerd. But I had an incredible confidence that that I wish I still had a bit of, which was, I was so convinced that, like, when I walked in, a guy would look at me and immediately fall in love. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I guess I hadn't That's experienced enough rejection, even though, right. like, I had crushes on boys all the time. But I went back uh, last year. My parents gave me all of my, like, childhood uh, ephemera and stuff and old diaries that uh, I sure. had at their house. And I was reading back and, like, I was, I mean, I felt great about myself on that first day of high school. I was like, girl, you look amazing. That choker is incredible. You made it yourself. And that's really cute. Um, But then it turned out, yeah. Well, (laughs) I, I loved it too. But unfortunately, I think I had an um, inflated sense of, of what I what I had going on at least like in that environment, kind of mm. doesn't did that relate? Because I, I I it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but it feels like Lindsay Lohan comes in and is like, "Hey everyone, I'm great. Like here we go. What are you up to? Why are you looking at me mean like that?" I was definitely able to. Well, one, I didn't look like Lindsay Lohan when she walked into Mean Girls. <laughs> Although she might have worn a choker too at some point, I was gonna say I do feel like there were some chokers happening. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe they weren't. But I don't think it was so much Mean Girls vibe. It was, you know what? Honestly, it was. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm turning this into a therapy session. I think what I was Beautiful. doing was realizing that my like the day to day social interactions and navigating that yeah and not expecting how difficult that could be of like oh like who knows who and what where where should I go what should I do like I felt I had very little direction so I was kind of grasping at straws trying to find my place 
and it being harder mm-hmm. than I expected. So mm-hmm. I probably internalized mm-hmm. that as some kind of more like superficial like rejection from like the yeah. the popular kids. I was about to say yeah. the cool kids and I stopped myself. Oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> You open high school with the, that confidence, like, of course, like, you know, your your friend, me, is going to be, like, <laughs> cheerleading you and being like, and I held on to that confidence all the way through to the end, everybody, because that's what homeschooling provided me, and nothing could undo that, like, you know, but I guess, I mean, that's a lot, that's a lot to come into, and also, like, now I'm old enough, and by old enough, I mean old, that I'm like... My next thought is like, you must have been so tired those first few days. <laughs> like, I was. It sounds so tiring. Like, like you know, your first day waiting tables and call. Like, oh you know, those God. days where you come home and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to be allowed. I don't have. Do I have the stamina for like this much social interaction all day, every day? Like, and the schedule. You know, it just seems tiring. Yeah. Like I was. That was. That was another. Another wrinkle in it of like I spent a lot of my middle school years. I was and still am totally fine and honestly grateful that I didn't have to go to middle school because mm-hmm. from what I hear, it's a disaster it's the all around. For us all. It's yeah, yeah. It's it it's hell. hell. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. I didn't feel like you. I missed out on that so much. Um, but instead, I spent a lot of like just self-regulated time and maybe a bit too much. You know what I mean? Mm. Of like, I was very kind of self-directed and my mom was a teacher, so she knew what she was doing, but I liked reading enough that it made homeschooling fairly easy, like in a positive way. Um, Similarly, as an older person now, I'm thinking back like, wow, that, that, that still is a lot of responsibility in a weird way (laughs) to put on a 13 year old I don't know I don't know wait when you were talking about being um a good student I can't remember if you said like did the way curriculum was being taught seem easy to you like a lot of my friends who were homeschooled who ended up going into public schools were like well I definitely didn't fall behind (laughs) to like I was one of the better you know students and probably homeschooling had something to do with that it was so okay. Here's a here's an uncool fact. <laughs> um, so I I went to a private school that was college prep oh, style. Uh, I got it. Got precisely it. because like... my mom had been. Well, I wanted yeah. to go. By the end of high school, I was like, please put me in public school because it was. There were 60 kids in my class, so it quickly still felt really small. Um, sure. And it took a while to get used to sitting through a lecture and mm-hmm. taking notes. At first, I was like, I don't know what the hell I write down. Like, oh, yeah. here's my name uh, 10 times. <laughs> um, and otherwise, though, I felt fully prepared. Like, I didn't, I didn't race through. Uh, or race ahead of the pack or anything like that. But there wasn't, I didn't go in like having to catch up, which was good. Okay, we're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. 
Hi, I'm Ketchup. And I'm Socks. And I'm Ball Bearings. And I'm Pigeons. And I'm Water Towers. And I'm Cardboard. Surprise! We're actually humans. Humans making a podcast about those kinds of topics. Because those are real episode topics on the podcast, secretly incredibly fascinating. That's a podcast where we take ordinary seeming things like ketchup and socks and cardboard and bring you the little known history and science and stories that make those things secretly incredibly fascinating. Secretly incredibly fascinating. The title of the podcast. Hear the back catalog anytime and hear new amazing episodes every Monday at MaximumFun.org. Well, let's get into this MASH game. Uh, let's create this alternate universe for you. Let's pay tribute a little bit to your teenage self, but also I want you to feel very much free to uh, cater to your present day self. Um, I would like to start with three. You know what? I'm going to start with we, we were talking about Mean Girls and that it wasn't particularly appropriate, but that definitely took me into the mindset of movies. So let's start with Ooh. the you can jump into three movies Whenever you want, you're not reliving the plot. It's just the world that that movie and the feelings that that movie evokes for you. You get to just sit in whenever you want. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Amazing. Um, I need to go back and rewatch. I haven't seen it in a long time. But I think about that giant oatmeal cream pie, you know, that they... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, that's like got a Willy Wonka thing to it, right? The sort of like... Yeah. The fantasy of like a like a certain food or sweet or a certain yeah something and then having like there's a different level of access to it here yes. that we're talking about totally get it and I love it Mean Girls reminded me of high school which reminded me of one of my favorite high school movies Never Been Kissed and I would oh, like sure. to jump into it so that at some point I could I would be the Drew Barrymore character of course yeah. Josie Grossy. And uh-huh. when I noticed that Mr. Coulson, my teacher, is suddenly, once I've gotten my makeover, fancying uh-huh. me, when uh-huh. I'm on that Ferris wheel with him and he starts clearly coming on to me, I would say, no, 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 no. <laughs> what is this twist? You think I'm 18. And, you know, and then maybe have like a a, a healthy dialogue about it <laughs> and then wrap it up, you know. Because I did want to, you know, who doesn't want Mr. Coulson? Yeah. But yikes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. It looks so different when you're on the young person so side of it. Different. It looks so different. I mean, you don't feel young. I mean, you don't feel young when no. you're young. You feel like, I don't know why everyone's making such a big deal about this. I am a grown up at 13. Like, yeah. you know, I remember that so clearly. And, and yeah, and then you get older and you're like, well, <laughs> I knew about that one. Nevertheless, still love the movie. Love Drew Barrymore. Support it. Number three. Well, now now, uh, Mr. Coulson's got me thinking about men to make out, (laughs) men to make out with, which has me thinking about Magic Mike. I'd love to hop in there. See those acrobatics. That nimble Channing Tatum. Yeah, very charming, very nimble. Yeah. What are you going to do? Good luck choosing, I say. (laughs) <laughs> um, 
Actually, you know what? Let's stay with that because it's MASH, so there's going to be some romance in here. So I don't know what you're going to get up to in these movies, whether you're making out with a pie or a man, <laughs> but... This is also a category of makeouts. So this could be, you know, a character from a thing, from a book, uh, any era, any age. Um, could be long term, short term. I'm not committing you to marriage with this, with this, these three people. So three people that you would like to have some sort of romance or sexy times with in the Smash world. Oh God. <laughs> okay, Michael B. Jordan, number one, for as little or as long as he'd like. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm realizing I, I don't have to specify the time period either, do I? <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, but you can, if you want to, if you know what I mean. If you say someone and you're like, listen, I realize this character is a complete piece of shit, but like, just give me a night, and yeah, then I'll leave him or whatever. I, I'm gonna go an evening with <laughs> one evening. Uh, see, there we go. <laughs> but I think I think you'll you you might. Realize why I would like one evening with Aubrey Plaza's character from The White Lotus season part two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> season yeah, two, yep, not yep. season part two. Yep. I forget her name. Uh-huh. I would like to go back to that pool, maybe have some fun and then be like, yeah. hey, Aubrey Plaza's character. Yeah. What's your glitch? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then leave. <laughs> yeah. I think that's beautiful and extremely well chosen. Expertly. Yeah chosen great i'm a romantic what can i say uh-huh. um and then number three number three okay i shouldn't shouldn't end with a class act how about oh man <laughs> oh, this is I not your own color commentary on your choices before you tell me what they are <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you George Clooney's so Scrubs era. <laughs> oh, great. Or no, no, no. Great. We're not Good Scrubs. For you. The other doctor show. The not funny one. ER. ER. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. ER. You know what? That's how... I. It's so ingrained in me that when you said Scrubs, I literally heard ER. I didn't literally <laughs> hear it. But my brain instantly translated and it was like, mm-hmm, ER, got it. <laughs> I, watched, I watched a George yeah. Clooney rom-com recently and I was like, you know what? Okay. All right. All right. You're back in my... You're back in my mind. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's out of sight. George Clooney oh, era. And oh, 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 Kristen, you need to see it tonight. Ooh. I'm not even kidding you right now. It is so sexy and so strange and funny and great. And it's Steven Soderbergh gets a performance out of J-Lo. All due respect to J-Lo. She's great. But like she is very very, very good in that movie where you're like, I guess she's one of the greatest actresses of our generation. And I'm not sure I could say that about all of her movies. Um, So, yeah, it's but it's their chemistry is very great. It's a great movie. I love it. I'm going to watch this. Thank you for the recommendation. I I mean, it really is like it's one of those movies where afterwards I'm like, did I sleep with George Clooney? Like, lucky me. Uh, okay. Amazing. Great soundtrack. All right. George Clooney, ER. Perfect. Uh, next one, let's do three places in the world where you have, we're giving you a vacation home. And it, that doesn't mm. mean it has to be in a vacation spot. It could be in a bustling city. And we're going to be able to teleport you there. So you don't have to worry about traveling. Amazing. The Big Island all, on you, Hawaii. All three places are in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Watkinsville. Uh-huh. <laughs> Madison. Um, and I can do that accent because I'm born and raised here, y'all. You certainly can. (laughs) You certainly can. I heard you, even through my snark, I heard you say the Big Island of Hawaii, and I am right there with you. Oh, my gosh. I can't. 
Take me away. Um, Hawaii, I would love, I'd love a little spot in New Zealand because mm-hmm. I have family there and it's just, nice. it w- what peace of mind that would be in these times, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Pop over there. Okay. And I got to change up my climate and my surroundings. I guess a Swiss chalet. <laughs> I guess I'll settle for a Swiss chalet. <laughs> Beautiful. And agreed. Uh, okay. Next category, let's do three people that you would love to, three women that you would love to meet. They can be alive. They can be dead. They can be from a different era uh, that you would love to, like, you sort of get to spend the day with and just sort of chum around with. And you can talk to them or ask them for advice or get a sense of what their life was like at that era. Or if it's today, then, you know, great. You guys can do whatever you want. But uh, you spend the day with three women from any era. I'd love to spend a day with Carol Burnett. Oh, she be fun. Damn right you would. Absolutely. Uh, oh my gosh. If she as long yeah. as she's, you know, a fun time. I don't know how she was offset, but I think she's pretty great. I think she's yeah. I think she's like universally understood to be like just a great gal. Why wouldn't I spend a day? <sighs> Shoot, I'm torn between two. Okay, I'll say them both. Number 2 is Beyoncé, number 3 is Oprah. Just rattled them out real quick. Because I couldn't choose. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I don't know what you guys are going to eat uh, and whoever you end up getting for that day. I don't know what you're going to eat. But I want you to know that in this next category, you can have three foods, whatever you want, zero ramifications to yourself, to the world, uh, and you can have it in perpetuity. That doesn't mean it's all you eat. You just can snap your fingers and you've got it whenever you're in the mood. Froyo. Great. Cooler Ranch Doritos. Great. And I'm seeing a. I already feel like I see a, a pattern in like the like a sweet tang, <laughs> because I enjoy those flavors also. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, same mouth watering. There's like a same. It feels like there's a similar umami mouth watering happening with Froyo and Cool Ranch, which I wouldn't necessarily have put in the same family, but it actually made a lot of sense when you said it. Well, tell me if this flavor makes sense with those two. Hmm. I want some mango, but it's already sliced up and ready to eat and peeled. Endless mango. That does make sense. It does work with what we're talking about. I think that's that's a similar taste sensation, even though they're vastly different. (laughs) Great, 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 great. Calling Um, Gordon Ramsay. (laughs) I know. (laughs) What a weird restaurant. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Next category, let's do three. uh, I'd love to try out three other careers for you. Three other careers. Mm. You can do them for as long or as short as you want. And um, you could just take the highlights and ignore the lowlights. Yes, I would like to be a a winning, uh, a, a, a winning public defender. Oh, sure. Great. I would like to be a, ooh, not an astronaut. Don't like heights. Oh, yeah. an astronomer. There we go. Get the one without the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll just look up. Don't take me there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then hmm, being a very fancy baker seems fun. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know? Yes. I- That's like art, you know? 
I mean, that's what I'm imagining. It's a sort of like the, the joining of, of cuisine and art when you're working on that level. It's That's very exciting. Well, and certainly um, it would As would be just like making mango. messy, delicious, warm bread, too. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, in general, baking seems very satisfying to me with the little I do. Um, okay. Next category, let's do three... Uh, <laughs> Three Christian bands that you sort of sprinkle magic pixie dust on and suddenly they're actually not Christian bands anymore. All due respect to Christ. All due respect to Christ. But I want three Christian bands or styles, if you can't think of a specific band, that you're like, to be honest with you, like if we pull them out and like just and they just like got to like sort of actually be outside of that and just make music that is maybe not as tied to a certain community or something like that you would sort of be interested to see how that turned out doesn't even mean you have to love them it's just kind of like I would love to see the secular version of this band or this type of music you know what I mean yes okay I think yeah yeah I can totally work with this we will go with the supertones because I did I used to wear a supertones shirt out of the house Um, five iron frenzy it's such a pleasure just to hear these names which by the way aren't like i'm assigning something to that that isn't fair because most band names are bonkers if you like don't know the context do you know what i mean but when you know it's like a christian band you're like i how do i apply like how do i put the name through the filter that's in my mind i mean and again i think i don't iron filter is great i don't think your filter is off though i will say that Uh, (laughs) and then finally a classic Christian rap question mark rock uh-huh. group DC talk okay DC talk DC talk. DC. talk DC okay great okay great wonderful okay uh, all right next and final category is going to be I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to think of something that's sort of would like fit in the flavor of unladylike just to kind of Mm. I mean I was sort of thinking that when I was thinking of like women that you would spend the day with but um I'm trying to think if there's this sort of like three like this sounds so dumb but like three sort of feminist acts that could be as simple as like like wearing a suit to a place they would expect a dress which I hate to say should not be a thing but I still feel like there's plenty of worlds in which people are like oh you're not wearing a dress um like still in 2023 I still feel like there's plenty of places LDS church being one of them um uh yeah what about could it be, could it just or, be sort or, of or um, but it could also just be like I played this character that is always played by a male do you know what I mean like I got to be that person or just something that feels like even though, like, you know, it can be pushing the envelope a tiny bit or it could be like, you know, but what like like something something fun that feels like a feminist act to you that like allows you to sort of cherish something that other people might be like, I don't know if you should do that. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yes. Number one, not laughing at unfunny men. Wonderful. Number two, not using my... I don't even know how to describe this voice. I wonder, okay. Oh my God. I feel, I already feel like I know what you're going to say without knowing what you're going to (laughs) say. Without also knowing how to say it. I'm excited (laughs) to hear what you come up with. Not using my diminutive lady voice. Like, my husband sometimes, like, we have been out and in some kind of like customer service 
situation oh or transaction yes he'll be like afterwards he's like why did you why did you talk like that it's automatic man it's automatic were you like i don't control that yeah. that's how ingrained it is because yeah. that's how i am like just saying hi to if it's like some man i don't know like walking past on the street like hi how are you hi. like who's that yeah yeah or i go the opposite way because it's actually occurred to me in advance and then i overdo it and i'm like what's up <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, I like yeah, to voice. Oh, I'm glad it's not just Hey, man, me. what's going on? What's up? Hey, bro. Um, Honestly, they both feel as natural and unnatural yes. as each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, somehow they're both natural and somehow they're both wildly unnatural. <laughs> For sure, overall, neither one is natural. But I'm just as comfortable doing either. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I oh. don't really fight it all that much. Um. Number three is, oh, going brawless. Listen, I have, I I've asterisk, I acknowledge I have A cup privilege, okay? Yeah. And nevertheless, it has taken me until my late 30s to really give few enough fucks about possibly having visible nip. To yeah. just say, like, no, I'm not going to put it on today. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Thank Good you. for you. I mean, I, yeah, I, I would do, I think I would do that if I could. Instead, I just smother my breasts in a sports bra every day because I can't stand underwires. So oh, I love a sports bra. I'm just bra. always wearing yeah. a sports bra. Yeah. Like when I put on a non-sports bra, I'm like, are they supposed to be so um, like two separate shapes <laughs> instead of one one rectangular lump? <laughs> I had twins. What happened? <laughs> there's there's like skin right here, and not just like fabric that my fingers bounce off of when I touch the middle of my chest. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Okay, fantastic. All right, give me a word to describe how you like a, a feeling that you have thinking about uh this weekend the first thing that came to mind was truly excited so okay great nothing wrong with that okay i am going to uh use that word to come up with your 100 percent guaranteed mash future uh this is a great time for you to as i like to call it vamp um but a great time for people to hear where they can find you what they should be listening to anything that you would like to put out into the world for people to discover and enjoy uh ideally with you a part of it and then we will come back and I will do uh, some fortune telling for you. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so very much. And oh, I'm very grateful to have this opportunity to vamp because I was realizing that earlier in this episode, I said, oh, oh unladylike, what is that? I don't even know how to describe my podcast. Y'all, I can describe my podcast. Okay. Yay! Like, listen, it is a fantastic podcast that explores all sorts of things about women and gender and even still I could I could be pumping it up more but just head over to unladylike.co yourself you can decide and don't tell do not tell my podcast bosses that I'm <laughs> that I really whiffed this okay and listen to unladylike everywhere you get podcasts uh, I have to say, I can only whiff when I just went, I went on a podcast to talk about Sketchfest and they were like, so who's going to be at Sketchfest? And we have 200 shows. And I was like, oh, my God. And then there were just too many. And I thought yeah. of none. It was awful. 
It was awful. It was like the point of me doing the pie. It was terrible. So I, I feel you, my sister. I feel you. It feels almost like paradox of choice when you've done a certain, like when when you've been doing podcasts long enough where it's like, well, well, well you know, you just kind of yeah. lose track. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I have some information that I'd like to share with you. I'm feeling very excited on your behalf. I think you will enjoy it as well. I think excited is the perfect word to describe not just your weekend, <laughs> but this MASH life that we have built for you. I don't even know where to start. There's just a lot of good stuff going on. Okay, first I want to start out with this. You being a phenomenal baker uh, in this sort of fancy, precious, like beautiful, like, oh, like, mm, this is the this is the top of the top does not mean that you cannot snap your fingers and have a giant bowl of Cool Ranch Doritos waiting for you whenever you want them. <laughs> don't care. Maybe you just make sure you wipe your hands off and mm-hmm. so that you don't uh, get any of the, the dust um, in the thing that you're baking. Or do not wash your hands and blow everyone's mind Whoa. with like the secret ingredient of the Cool Ranch dust informing your high-end fantastic baked goods it's my ranch bread you know what i mean (laughs) miles miles around the block people are lining up to get the bread they can't put their finger on what it is now (laughs) i also want you to be very comfortable not using your diminutive lady voice when you're selling your stuff or when you're eating your Cool Ranch. Or That's why I'm a success. You, you know what I mean? Yes. And And certainly that extends all the way to you in your beautiful apartment in New Zealand. Okay, uh, okay, okay. To, to, to which you can travel whenever you want. Um, speaking of traveling into something, I also want you to know that you can shrink right down into that big old cream pie. In any other part of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, whenever you want, whenever you want, uh, you are going to have a fabulous day. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be wearing your Supertones (laughs) t-shirt because they are actually a completely badass band far and wide uh, that is fantastic, that people love. And you're going to be uh, spending the day with Beyonce. And she's going to be like, oh, my God, do you know them? And you'll be like, yeah, I do, actually. Like, they're a very cool band. Do I have to? I would love to come. Can I I play dumb? (laughs) To which you say, oh, my cousin gave me this shirt. No big deal. Let's talk about you. And then you guys spend the day together. Uh, That is fabulous. Um, I want you to know when all of this is being said and done, that waiting for you at home or wherever you want him is ER era George Clooney. Ah! <laughs> and by the way, if you have any medical problems, I am sure he could tinker around in there and get y'all squared away. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I will bake Let's go for to our him. apartment in New Zealand, ER George Clooney. Oh my God. Dr. Mix. Dreamy, I've never seen, I gotta be honest with you. Or wait, that's Grey's Anatomy, huh? Yeah, yeah. Mc, Dr. Mc, blah, 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 Dr. Mc, da, da, da. <laughs> this is just sweet old, hot George Clooney. He's just salt, salt and pepper Clooney. Salt and pepper Clooney. Caesar haircut Clooney. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. So, uh, congratulations on this Smash Life. This is looking oh, wow. pretty sweet from where I'm sitting. Pretty sweet. Yeah. No complaints. 
Although I yeah. was, you know, I hope the Cooler Ranch bread really keeps uh-huh. selling because George and I do <laughs> want a chalet. Yeah, I know. I see you that know? happening. That's going to be the next. That's going to be the next. Uh, that's the next chapter for sure. For sure. Um, Kristen, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Uh, this has been so much fun, and um, I'm so glad that we survived our audio issues. And I'm going to get off with you and like be high on a cloud and go out <laughs> and be like, "Oh, that was so much fun, Kristen's so great." And then Brandon's going to be like, "Cool, did you d- do you want to try to figure out what's going on with your headphones?" And I'd be like, <laughs> "No, no, no, please don't don't send me crashing back down to earth." <laughs> oh. But we'll get there. The struggle is real. And I thank you so much for having me on and listening to my bizarre tales of of Christian and non-Christian teenage years. Winner. Winner all the way through. I hope everyone's doing well. And I will talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, you're number one. We could save kittens from trees. Or lunch on skyscrapers. Bring the villains to their knees. Maybe we should. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported